Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today, Philip talks about the basic building blocks of an economy. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. And today we are talking about the basic building blocks of an economy, right? And I feel like it hit me inspirationally as a good topic to discuss because uh, I'll have conversations with clients and people about investing. And sometimes, you know, uh, they'll get a bit lost and... And I realized, oh, you know what, with the system, like I had to piece this together myself on my own by uh, by study. But we, we don't like we learn the basic building blocks of vocabulary, which is an AVC, so we can learn to put together uh, infinite amount of sentences and understand how to communicate or in science. Right. If you want to become have any career in science, you have to learn about the. Uh, the, the the element table, which, which, you know, side note, I feel like there were like way less elements when I was in high school and the elements have expanded. And I think they're always growing. But if you think about the basic elements of, 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 of life, right, beyond atoms, uh, you got like wind, water, uh, uh, fire, and, and earth, right? So those are like the basic building blocks um, of, of life, right? And so when it comes to an economy, I wanted to do an episode talking about the basic building blocks of an economy because once you understand the basic building blocks, all this talk about investments and inflation and debt and everything, it becomes, uh, it become your 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 faith in what you're doing grows because just like when you understand your ABCs, uh, you know how to put together sentences because you learn how how word combinations go. Um, and I know I'm oversimplifying it, but um, the oversimplification is where the mastery comes. So let's let's first talk about the four basic building blocks of of an economy and its uh, pro- production, right? Production being producing goods and services, uh, the the inputs. Uh, it is distribution, how you get your goods and services uh, out to people, whether it be like product delivery and your messaging. Um, so that's where like sales advertising come comes in. Uh, money, right? You 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 you're gonna need money to uh, uh, to produce and distribute, uh, and then the consumer, right? The consumer being the 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 end user uh, and what the economy is creating things for. And so when you go to product, when you go to productivity or production, um, te- technology improves productivity, right? Or said a different way, and uh, in nature, we look at evolution, and evolution improves the uh, the species, their, their survival ability. Technology does the same thing for an economy, right? So technology increases the productivity of an economy. So technology is not like software or hardware. Technology is a understanding of how to do things better. So, so fire was technology, 
the wheel was technology. Uh, steamboats was technology. Radio was technology. Technology is just a it's just a symbol or or a word for like us understanding better and becoming more productive uh, and increasing the quality of life of individuals in overall society. Um, and so, uh, in th- like if you look at the if so, an economy is more complex because there's lots of moving pieces. So I do understand that, but to 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 break down the basic elements in theory. Right, um, from a from a mathematical standpoint, if if you held everything, if you took everything else out of the equation, and then you said, okay, the economy, the the productivity of an economy grew by two percent, then what that means is the the price of goods would drop by two percent a year because because we've got more productive at doing it, and so it takes less to produce the same output which means like prices drop. Again, there's all kinds of factors in that that I don't want to go into now. Um, but just understand that uh, that's what it does. Now, in actual essence, how that's realized is, and again, this is an oversimplification uh, of, the, uh, of how it works, but um, it, it, since it's not that simple and we have... Um, I'm gonna. If you look at an asset return, it's made up of three components, right? So we talked about productivity in its purest form, um, but uh, since the economy doesn't operate that way, because everything in a system is is built on top of past prices, um, it actually, it actually operates. A little bit differently. Like, let me let me explain what I mean. So, so if 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 uh, if technology lowered the cost of everything to zero, like it should, uh, then that would like crush anybody in the supply chain that's that's built their lifestyle or their business around certain prices. Uh, like, you'd have to have labor, you have to have salaries go down too, right? Which is a big input if if all prices went down, and that's just not feasible in the world we live in. So what it, what actually happens is the the productivity is a factor in the return of an asset class. Um, that's how it actually plays out because the system we we may not put a floor on uh, the goods and we may not put a floor on the goods, but uh, and services. But we're going to put a floor on salaries on wages. Uh, and so we put a floor on wages. It makes the system not work purely, which is fine, right? Um, but so moving into the real world of how it actually works, if you look at the return of an asset, it's made up of it's made up of three components, and this is really important, right? Super important. Follow me on this. Um, it's so part of the return is like capturing the productivity gains. So so for example, if you look at the uh, the internet industry and you say okay the internet is increasing the productivity of businesses that uh, operate in that using the internet and i'm just going to pick a number let's say over the last two decades right it it made the uh it made people participating in the internet economy 30 percent a year more productive for the last two decades right if that if that was the number 30 percent a year more productive three zero right 
that's why you see the returns of uh, companies that are doing well in that industry so high because they're capturing the productivity gains um, that they're delivering, right? So, so instead of so, yeah, I mean that's I'm, I want to keep it simple as that. So, so productivity gains instead of they 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 might lower prices, they may not, but you're going to see the productivity gains reflected in the in the returns of the asset classes. Um, um, and and for a second, just forget about the exact how, right? Because that'll make it go way more complex than what I'm looking for. Just understand that productivity gains is reflected in the returns. What's also reflected in the returns are inflation. So since governments are sensitive to uh, wages um, not going down and they run up a lot of debt to pay for things that they promise that they can't really pay for, for to keep the peace with all the people and keep people employed and salaries and all that kind of stuff um, and their own other rational uh, reasons. Uh, or, or their own reasons. Maybe it's not rational, but their own reasons. But they print money, it creates inflation. So part of the return is productivity, part of it is inflation. And then, right, part of it is emotions. And that's and and that's that's like the market at any given moment trying to determine the future of what productivity gains and inflation will be. So that's at any given moment you can snapshot the return of a asset class or an investment. And it's made up of those three things with emotions being the wild factor. And that's why over the long term, right, over a decade, emotions aren't a factor. You, you, you're just dealing with productivity gains and inflation. But in the short term, emotions are the factor <laughs> uh, or a big factor. Um, but, it, but, but once you understand it, it allows you as an investor to make a lot of money. Because if you, if you really understand the impact of productivity and you really understand uh, inflation and deflation and how that works then all you got to do is manage your emotion and when the market is uh, uh, if their hype is pushing their return past what the target should be based on productivity and inflation you know it's not a good time to buy but you know when the market is super depressed and they are way too pessimistic uh, and it's and the return expectations are way lower Price then, then uh, what it's going to be based on productivity and inflation. You know, it's time to gobble that stuff up, right? And that's that's the simplicity of of understanding the investment, uh, uh, the the building blocks of an economy and how it relates to investments. Um, let me cover a couple more points, right? Because I think it's important to know when you're analyzing productivity, you want to know, all right, what where does productivity flow to? And this is this is why I actually like. I'm not at all worried about America as a country working through this because we've worked through debt bubbles multiple times, like for a couple of hundred years. So we've been here like numerous times, not just one time, um, numerous times. And I, and I actually don't think this is a decline of America. Uh, it's the decline of this version of America. So like what we call America is going to look different in the future. But because our system is so dysfunctional and so free, um, you, you, let's 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 look at let's go into Mother Nature and look at evolution, right? E evolution is so effective because it's chaotic. You know what I mean? Like there's no bureaucrats in the middle saying, "Oh, lions, you've you've ate you've you've ate your fair share of antelope. You can't eat any more antelope." No, like the lion eats the antelope, and the antelope figures out a way to evolve so that it doesn't eat the lion, 
and the lion evolves so they can not eat antelope or so they can eat more antelope, right? And it just, it's like a, it's like two sides of the same coin evolving each other so that their species can evolve in perpetuity, right? And so like you take a, you take a system that's, 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 uh, Part capitalism, part because because by the way, like no economic system is pure capitalism and pure com, uh, or pure communism. There's, you know, there they are, uh, you know, a blend of both, right? But you take America, and it's 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 the most capitalistic, um, with the best rule of law, uh, which means it allows for freedom and new ideas. Like you can you can talk trash to the president on Twitter. Right. You can you can have flags that makes fun of the president calling him Brandon. Right. Or when Trump was in office, like people just talk trash on Trump all the time. Right. So you have a you have a system that allows for freedom, like irrational freedom sometimes, but freedom nonetheless uh, and freedom in building a business, creating a business. Right. And right. And, and is it uh, do they do do regulations and bureaucrats and politicians do dumb things in the short term? That slows the process down. Yeah, of course, right? Because we're, we're, you know, we're human. But I'm saying net, net overall, relative to the world, where you have military power, rule of law, intelligence. Like most entrepreneurs still want to be in America, right? Because it's, and, and as long as you have most entrepreneurs uh, wanting to be uh, in America, we still got a chance to survive, right? Is China having attracting some? You know, yeah. Right. And you can have two powers, but I still just me personally, maybe because I'm an American, but I just look at an American system and it's like, um, 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 I'm not sold on the fact that China's going to dominate the world moving forward because I feel like our system still, you know, people who are not Chinese, a Chinese citizen, like, uh, People want to live in America because of our chaos. If you're an entrepreneur, because of our chaoticness, right, um, and our ability to be free, we're still the biggest attract attraction point for uh, immigrants that want to come here. That we should allow m- more in, right? Here, here's why that's important. Because um, uh, where that is, productivity can flourish, and uh, so that means economically, it's a good place to be. Now, when you're investing, you can't just say. I'm going to invest in America, right? Now you want to niche down into America. You want to go, all right, in America, all right, now where are the freest economies within within the freest system, right? So then you go to, you see why a lot of folks are moving to Texas, right? You see, you see Web3 and the possibilities, because Web3 basically is the automation of everything. And the automation of everything is the definition of high quality of life and freedom, right? Because like automation is super product. It's, it's productivity on steroids, right? It's significant. So going back to the basic building blocks, the internet lowered the cost of distribution to nothing, right? Now it's lowering the cost of production to nothing, right? I've done episodes on 3D, manu- 3D, um, uh, you know, 3D manufacturing or additive manufacturing with 3D printing. Um, we've talked about like now AI is like a, like a lot of the content that I create now, a lot of the content thought thinking process and cr- coming up with it like ai saved me tons of time right ai is, it, it helps uh, it has things that can help steve edit software um and so like it's only getting smarter and so the pr- cost of production is significantly going down so you got distribution costs came down for the last 20 years which blew up a lot of industries now you got uh, and, and and built up a lot more 
right? And now you got product, uh, you got AI going to take down a lot of the production cost, right? That will get rebuilt on top of the ones that 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 um, that are embracing it, right? But it's um, but there's a lot of uh, that's that's going to happen. It's an evolutionary force, and so from an investment standpoint, um, you can look through that and go, all right. This is where I want to play because this is going to be the new new world that's going to get built. It's going to create more wealth, more quality of life for more people once they step into the new world, right? In the interim, there's going to be destruction. There's going to be big wealth gaps, right? That's just that's just because we all got free will to move with change or not, right? But it's it's going to happen um, uh, either way, right? Last point. I'm gonna wrap it up. Another simple way to look at inflation, right? In, in the in the if you look into space, you 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 basically have two polar opposite forces. You have the sun, which is like literally like the light from the sun creates life in all of the, the galaxy, right? The the light rays turn into all kinds of things like we're made up of light rays and I won't go super nerd on you but we're light rays it holds gravity for all the planets to be in force all that kind of nerd stuff so that's life flowing the proper way um, then you have like black holes which is like a, a reverse sun right it's like a reverse sun um, and so inflation is like a black hole that sucks in the old economy right anything that's not progressing or progressive get sucked in with inflation, right? And you got people who try to resist it, but they can't long-term, right? And the sun is like productivity, right? The sun is what gives life to a new economy. And so your quality of life, your business, your investments will flourish relative to your proximity to the sun. And that's just a good way to think about it, right? Um, I hope this helps until next week. Y'all enjoy yourself. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.